And now, the After the Bell Podcast with Bill Neville, Lee Morgan, and Corey Potts. can see that but this is the music of the brand new most incredible superstar i've ever seen straight out of a 1990s batman movie one stardust what do you guys think of that debut at first when he came out i was skeptical but the way he was all in on it i thought it was pretty awesome <laughs> i think it's fantastic and the fact that uh like Goldust couldn't find a partner to win with, and all of a sudden Cody shows up in 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 uh, Goldust drag one day, and it was awesome. I thought he was gonna come out with his uh, whole Claire mask kind of thing. Oh god! And then he came out in like one of his old suits. That was one I'm of the like, worst gimmicks this? ever. Yeah, when uh, when he had his face maimed or <laughs> when he yeah. was yeah. dashing Cody Rhodes, music yep. to like whoa! <laughs> 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 it sounded like he uh, turned the pitch way down and just, uh, went like a like an old record would stop playing. It was like, <laughs> uh, so welcome everybody to the after the bell podcast live on Ustream for the second time. Welcome everybody. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Lots happened in the last couple of weeks since we've done our last show. Uh, first and foremost, let's, let's talk about the purge that, uh, that WWE had, uh, the 12, I believe it was 12, right? Firings that, uh, that took place on, uh, on June 12th. Uh, let's see. Let's go through the list here. We have uh, Drew McIntyre, which is pretty shocking, I thought. Uh, Jinder Mahal, uh, Oksana, Kurt Hawkins, Teddy Long, Playa, Camacho, which is pretty shocking because you don't see NXT guys getting yeah. fired. Exactly, considering he was in a big feud right now, too. So. Right. Uh, maybe they just saw nothing out of him. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, Brodus Clay, the Funkasaurus. Or Ryan Villard, as we like to say. (laughs) (laughs) Corey would get that. I don't think Lee would. Uh, uh, Ryan is a... uh, I'm going to give you a shout out, Ryan. Hopefully you're watching or or maybe listening to the podcast one of these days. But uh, one of our friends from high school looked exactly like Brodus Clay. And it was pretty funny. Anyway, uh, Evan Bourne. Kind of shocking. But he hadn't been on TV for a while after he had a horrific car accident, I guess. He broke his leg in like 97 pieces. Uh, Yoshi Tatsu. I'm just going to miss the music because it reminded me of like, mid-90s Nintendo. Uh, Mark Harris, who is a referee. And, of course, the legendary Yo-Yo-Yo-Yo, JTG, is gone from the company as well. I don't think anybody even remembered that he was signed by WWE. When's the last time he was on TV? It's I been f- years. I forget what the date was. You may know. I'm pretty sure he was in the Rosebuds group. Really? At one point, yes, he was. Oh, God. Speaking of that, what are, what are your thoughts on the room? <laughs> Stop. I, I can't. No. no. I want to laugh, but I, I can't bring myself to laugh. That, that bunny is scary as hell. Yeah. It is. Uh, why can't he go back to like the South African hunter angle gimmick that he had? The, the rose garden. Yeah, Kruger was cool. This is not doing it. I just I don't understand what they're trying to do with Adam Rose. I get that he has a song that's catchy as holy hell. And everyone's singing it, and pretty much the only reason why he's over right now is these idiots that are out there dancing with him and then and, and the music that the crowd is singing along to, which is obviously great because uh, we were having a discussion before we went on that uh, how theme music is so important and how Seth Rollins' new theme just, I don't, I don't like it at all. It, it, what is it, a bike beforehand, or, or is that Ambrose's That's new Ambrose. Um, that's like a... 10 second rev of a bike before the music even starts it's just a waste of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like it's like oh god it's like cesaro's uh <laughs> horn or siren i actually don't mind ambrose's new theme really yeah i I'm think it fits him because he wears like the leather jacket and the baggy jeans yeah and stuff i do like how roman reigns is keeping a version of the theme of the shield theme song except yeah. without the sierra hotel whatever at the beginning 
I feel like Jim Johnson has a file. It's like 37 generic rock tunes when somebody breaks out of a group or something. It's all right, all right. Yeah, here, number five. They all sound the same. Five of them were used by Wade Barrett before he settled on God Save the Queen. I love that one. I love Wade Barrett's theme song. I think it's great. And you boom. Let's see here. Who was the most shocking firing to you guys? McIntyre. Okay. And why is that? Um, I really liked him when he was by himself. Mm-hmm. This whole like what Scottish character kind Speaking of warrior. Of great theme songs. He yes, had a great theme song did. when he was by himself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he did. Out of time, <laughs> not <to> say goodbye, <laughs> and I feel broken dreams. I don't know the next line. Makes me something. I don't know. Come true. I don't, I think it's something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it? it is something like that. That song's so cool. Makes them come true. Broken dreams. Yeah, that fits right. Hey, I'll take it. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Drew McIntyre was definitely the most shocking firing. I think the next one was probably Evan Bourne because I feel like he, he, especially on Twitter, he's very active on Twitter, where he was kind of telling people how he was doing with his recovery, how he was making a, a push to return to WWE, and, and it seemed like he was very close to having a return, and then all of a sudden, bang, he's gone. Future endeavored. Well, he got injured, right? Then didn't he have two drug uh, wellness policy fails yeah, with like that fake so. weed yeah. stuff? But then again, how many did Orton have? Yeah, like uh, five. <laughs> they rewrote the constitution for the wellness policy so Orton could stay on forever. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. it like if he goes a year without one, then it refreshes or something? Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Gotta love it, oh, Randall. Changing, changing, uh, changing the rules on the go. Uh, how about uh, after Kurt Hawkins was let go and uh, and and Mark <laughs> and Mark Henry? What is that? When you get the, we just got a tweet from Turnbuckle Magazine. I'm trying to figure out what that says. Uh, when you get that gift, you <laughs> oh, they're referring to your picture that you posted. Oh, uh, you retweeted the picture of, that Lee posted that said we are, <laughs> we are live, and it's a picture of Bray Wyatt doing like this kid on Christmas morning face. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. And Turnbuckle Magazine says uh, when you get that gift you really wanted. <laughs> 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 As you, me like. I don't know, eight years ago or whenever Xbox 360 came out, that was my face. Uh, let's see. Like I was saying, Kurt Hawkins and uh, and Mark Henry. So, uh, obviously, Kurt Hawkins was on the list that we just read, and he was let go and future endeavored, and he's obviously got like nine million different bookings and, and whatnot, too. He was just he was plugging the hell out of himself mm-hmm. as soon as he was fired. But I guess Mark Henry uh, posted a photo of of himself saying 18 years with the company and still here. And Kurt Hawkins took that uh, as a slight to him, and Kurt Hawkins wrote to Mark Henry, and he says, uh, your colleagues just lost, lost your job, you're a dick, or something like that. What? Yeah, I'm glad he did that. I, I get why he did it. I mean, he, I think Mark Henry should have really reworded what he was saying. It was bad timing. It was very bad timing, <laughs> especially after 12 firings. But there's definitely no malice in his tweet. No. No, not at all. I mean, that's what he does, let's be honest. But I can totally see Kurt Hawkins' side of the story, too, where where he'd be offended by that. He should be tweeting in Tyler Rex. I mean, they're about to get that push, and Rex quit, right? So this is really Tyler's Tyler Rex, whatever happened to him? Hmm. Yeah, he owns some cars. I was trying to think of the podcast I heard him on. He owns, like, a new company or something. Yeah, he's just like, I don't need... I mean, in his defense, he was like, I need to spend time with my daughter. So, I mean, you can't really knock somebody for that. But I think he has some other uh, venture he's doing right now. And I'm pretty sure he still has that crazy hair. Right. Uh, let's see here. Going through my list of, of things to go over. Uh, how about the videos that are being posted on Instagram and, and, and whatnot of Paige and Emma? Uh, have you guys seen those? Yeah, love them. I think it's <laughs> fantastic. It, it, it's kind of – it could be foreshadowing for a match, but we're not really sure, obviously. But uh, – it's pretty funny. Pages and and Emma are talking backstage, and the the Divas Championship is just sitting on the table next to them. And Emma's being all sweet and Australian like she always is, and she goes to touch the title. And Paige, no, you can't touch that. And I think it's great because those two had incredible matches in, in NXT. And if we get to see Paige versus Emma for the Divas title someday, I think that would be great. It would be. That'd be awesome. There was another video too where Paige is like, "Where's my jacket? Anybody mm-hmm. see my jacket?" And like Emma's wearing it and running away. Anyone see that one? <laughs> Two of the greatest accents ever, English and Australian. Yeah, same as I'm concerned. As far as yeah, I'm concerned, they're slightly different. You can definitely tell. Well, like, he's not shrimp on the babby. My impression <laughs> of them both are the same. I can I, do a better Australian, Australian than English. 
do your bad news for us. I've got a bit of bad news. That's it. Fantastic. What was the other impression that we had the last show that you were doing? You said you were really good at? Um, I can't remember. Triple H, Vince, and Hogan, those are all the same voice. Uh, that's right. I don't know that's, if that's right. Yeah. what you're referring to. Uh, your Triple H is spot on. Come up with something to say with Triple H's voice. <laughs> I'll just go to my favorite promo his ever. You know what happens when you cut the tail off a dog? It dies. <laughs> then, of course, when uh, Brock broke his arm, broke his, quote unquote, broke his arm, and Big Show's walking him out, and he's like, he broke it clean. I'm telling you, <laughs> clean. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Hunter. Or Paul Levesque, shall I say. Mr. COO. That's right. Uh, guys, uh, next Sunday, uh, not obviously not tomorrow, but next Sunday, Money in the Bank comes to TD Garden in Boston. And uh, next Sunday, as WWE takes over Boston for Money in the Bank, so will the ATB Wrestling crew. Be on the lookout for myself. Look out for Lee and Corey somewhere around TD Garden. We're, uh, we're, we're in the midst of planning something right now. But uh, look out for us for your chance to voice your opinion on the next episode of the After the Bell podcast. So be sure to look for us somewhere outside the garden. We'll, we'll be sure to uh, hint to you guys where we are. Right, and if we can't end up doing a podcast, we'll be smashing stews somewhere. So exactly, and we'll still get some audio with us. So if you want to be part of the After Bell podcast and you want to give your predictions and whatnot, or um, give your predictions, and we'll maybe we'll play some sort of game that I'll come up with this week for one of our new After the Bell T-shirts. If you guys haven't seen already on our Facebook page and our Twitter, uh, we have new T-shirts. Uh, they they cost twenty bucks, and on the front it says uh, "Eat, Sleep." ATB repeat and on the back is our logos and and our Twitter handle and whatnot so if you guys are interested in that uh, shoot us a message on Twitter and uh, we'll figure out a way to get you a shirt and figure out a way to get me the 20 bucks all right moving on let me just quickly amend if you don't want to get a beer you know feel free to get a coke or a water this is also true we uh are sponsors of the the straight edge lifestyle or just the no drinking lifestyle we're not here to pressure anybody so let me just peer pressure is bad we don't be a star yeah exactly (laughs) be a star (laughs) were you gonna say something nope (laughs) (laughs) your eyes are a star your eyes were open like you're gonna say something I say, uh, I quote "Be a star" a lot on uh, Twitter. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, for those of you who don't follow Lee yet, uh, she changed her Twitter <laughs> handle. It's no longer WWE underscore LCM. What is it now? Heel underscore LCM. So Lee, Lee had a heel turn. I did. Uh, Corey and I are still on the on the face. We're not really tweeners. We're definitely faces. Everyone needs a heel in their group. This is true. Um, all right, moving on. <laughs> uh. The rumors are, are swirling around. Uh, I'm not. This is not TMZ, and I don't really like talking about this kind of stuff. But this is kind of crazy uh, regarding Phil Brooks and AJ. Uh, according to Bleacher Report, AJ might be pregnant and not returning to WWE anytime soon. Interesting. Wow. I don't know. Um, I tend to never believe what Bleacher Report says. That's what I. <laughs> I, was, I meant to preface with that. They're the ones that got the the push notifications like Vince McMahon loses nine hundred billion dollars. Yeah. New now they want the the board to be you know everyone fired. Mm-hmm. It's like what do you McMahon owns the company? How did, can they make people fire the board? Did they come up with the rumor that AMC was going to buy WWE too? <laughs> EMC, yeah, I think AMC. A- AMC like, oh, AMC. the TV station. Oh, okay, AMC. I thought you meant like the cloud storage company. No. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know if that'll work. <laughs> no, 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 like Walking Dead and oh, uh, yeah, that yeah. station. Coral. Anybody watch Walking Dead? <laughs> it's my Rick impression. Yep, that was great. <laughs> Any eight of you watch it? <laughs> Actually, seven because I'm watching it right now. Uh, it says nine on my side. Ooh. One more than usual. Uh, I don't know what to think of that. You you can never believe anything you really see on the dirt sheets or or Bleacher Report for that matter, but if that uh, if that is true and we won't see AJ for a while, it's it's kind of sad because I was really looking forward to AJ returning and feuding with with Paige. I know, that yeah, been great. because that would have been a fantastic rivalry. AJ is my favorite diva. It'll be too bad if she's away. I mean, I I think we might have talked about this before. Being pregnant as an active diva is kind of unprecedented. I don't know. I mean, I guess Karma was pregnant, but I think she was also getting released or something while it happened. Karma? Yeah. She was, she was, pre- she, f- they found out she was pregnant after she was getting her push. And right. And then she took maternity leave. And I think, 
got fired or, or released yeah. or something while she was while she's on, and then <laughs> she ended up losing her baby. Yeah. It's nothing to laugh about, but it's like she ended up losing her baby. So it was just a kick in the nuts for about a year straight for her. Yeah. So I don't. It's funny because there's no precedent for it. So I wonder if AJ will be able to come back or she'll just retire to the hermit lifestyle with Mr. Brooks. Mm, I don't know. Well, that wrestling company that we don't talk about, TNA. Oh, um, that one. Yeah, that Tits one. Tits and ass. Yep. <laughs> um, a girl actually just came back from maternity leave. So. Oh, okay. Who's that? There it is. Um, Taryn something. I don't know. Oh, is that the one that was uh, dating somebody from WWE? Oh, wasn't she married to Drew McIntyre? That's who it was. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And that's that's why his push kind of stopped or something like that? Yeah, I don't know that. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, um, her husband is in TNA. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's her husband? I don't know. I I just started watching TNA again. <laughs> yeah, I Ethan Carter three. I <laughs> <laughs> probably. I can honestly say I've seen probably two episodes of Impact Wrestling. Yeah. No interest. I just like skimmed through it. I could have got tickets for Slammiversary when it was at the mm-hmm. uh, Aganis Arena last year and had no desire to go. And I saw pictures from the show and there was. Uh, on the camera side, there was literally no fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the half of the arena was empty on the on the camera side, and they put everybody else on the other side. So it was, it was kind of funny. Yeah, it almost feels like ROH has uh, kind of surpassed them as the second company because yeah. they're having their first pay per view this I Sunday. Know. I believe. I'm excited for it, and it's called Best in the World. Is yep. CM Punk coming back to that? <laughs> oh, let the rumors fly, Corey Ponce. You heard it here first. Yep. CM Punk possibly going to Ring of Honor. And I know I'm the first one with that that kind of scoop. He, he threatened to bring the WWE Championship to Ring of Honor during his uh, his he little did. spiel in Las Vegas a couple years ago. Michael yeah. Cabana. <laughs> Breaking down the fourth wall. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Thoughts on Stardust? I know we, we discussed it at the beginning of the show with mm-hmm. uh, opening up with his theme. But what are your thoughts as far as Cody Rhodes' career going forwards? Um, well, Stardust. considering they changed Cody Rhodes' uh, thing, roster, whatever, image on WWE.com mm-hmm. to Stardust, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're keeping it for a while. That's uh, I love it. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the shit-eating grin he had when he when he moved his hands <laughs> <laughs> with the star, he, just looked, he literally looked like something out of so creepy. Uh, like the Val Kilmer Batman of the 90s. Yeah, it was great. And I was actually listening to uh, the Masked Man's podcast. I was listening to that, too. He said that it, it's kind of like a, a throwback to, I don't know what the game's called, like some Nintendo game. I think it might just be called P- Pro Wrestling, and there's a guy named Starman, and he had that kind of same uh, makeup, so it's kind of a callback to hmm. that, too, which I think is pretty cool. Interesting. I love that podcast, by the way. Cheap Heat. Oh, that's my favorite podcast. It's awesome. I was listening to the new one yesterday, I think it was. They come out every Thursday. Yeah, yeah. My dreams have Dave Shoemaker on this podcast. And Rosenberg's pretty good, too. He's yeah, the one Rosenberg's that's cool. in the interviews that I sent you from WrestleMania Radio uh, Row, yeah. the guy was inter- uh, interviewing all the superstars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, but Shoemaker is great. I wonder if they're coming to Money in the Bank because they're all, they're in New York. Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe we should reach out to them and see if uh, see if they're going to come to the show. That'd be cool. That would be very cool. I reached out to Justin Labar from Wrestle uh, WrestleZone too, just in case we were doing our podcast, and he said he would like to possibly that'd be sweet. Come on, which would be cool. And, and he, obviously, if he promoted us, that'd be mm-hmm. even better. Enormous, yes. Uh, he's got. Something like nineteen thousand followers or something, oh, and he's tr- and he's verified with the blue check. Well, I mean, I have two hundred fifty-one, so <laughs> well, it's like the same thing. And, and I have seven something, and don't even say anything because I, I won't. You're a cheater. I won't. I won't. <laughs> Being a girl on Twitter, I'm a heel. Is a cheater. I cheat. A girl wrestling fan is, is like this is true. You know. I, I'll definitely agree with that. Lee, I get some really weird messages. Oh God, <laughs> Lee, how many followers do you have? 28,000. Come on, exaggeration. 2,800. 2,800, that's impressive. Uh, I can only imagine the mm-hmm. the the DMs you must I've get. blocked a lot of people. We yeah. should start a segment of like creepy DMs and just <laughs> publicly we blasting should. these creeps. Pull them, to right stuff. <laughs> pull them up right now. Let's, let's do it. Not, uh, not anything uh, vulgar or, oh, or, or no, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be with you. <laughs> I want to turn heel with you. Um, let's see here. All right, let's go to Money in the Bank. Now that we know that there's going to be two Money in the... Well, not Money in the Bank ladder matches, but there's going to be two ladder matches. One for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship with seven entrants so far. And uh, let's go through those entrants. We have Roman Reigns. We have John Cena. We have uh, Sheamus. Del Rio, which I still don't understand why he beat Ziggler in that in that uh, qualifying match a couple weeks ago. 
who else do we have? <sighs> Bray Wyatt. Uh, Rome. Did I say Roman Reigns already? Yeah. You could say him again. It's okay. <laughs> Roman Reigns. Uh, who else do we have? I can't remember. Ran- Randy Orton and Sheamus. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's who it is. So, who comes out of this match at Money in the Bank? What are you guys thinking? Uh, well, fantasy booking. Fantasy Roman booking, and I know. Uh, I think Reigns. I know where you're going here. Yeah. Because we discussed this off, off the cuff or off the after the bell podcast. Yeah. Roman Reigns winning the match. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's been on a roll. He won the the battle royal on Monday. He won the uh, single handedly pretty much won the seven man match last night on SmackDown. I actually watched SmackDown for the first time in <laughs> probably. God, two, three years, aside from going. That's probably the first time I've seen SmackDown in full at the time it was on. Uh, Roman Reigns just single-handedly just whooped everybody's ass at the end of that match and, and was the one standing tall at the end, and all signs are pointing to him going over in the and taking the titles. Now, uh, in the Money in the Bank ladder match for the briefcase and the number one contendership, there's only one entrant, Correct. As one, of now. One so far. And it's Seth Rollins. Yes. And the rest of those are going to be... Uh, f- uh, qualifying this Monday, correct? Um, I think they're just having a contract signing. I think they already know who it is. I don't think they're having oh, really? qualifying matches. I thought I saw something on SmackDown that said this Monday and there was like six empty body spots on the, uh, it on might, the, uh, the graphic. Uh, I don't know. I might be wrong. We'll see. There's got to be some way to, to figure out who's going to be in that match, though. Got to figure Ziggler, Ambrose, Kane, probably Kofi. Mm-hmm. Um, how many is that? Five. Yep. Bad News Barrett. Yeah, probably Bad News Barrett. Yep. RVD. Oh yeah, <sighs> RVD. Rusev. So you think we're gonna be have eight in the? No, seven. How many did we just have? <laughs> I think we oh, marked on like six. Oh, yeah. Maybe I can't count. I don't know. <laughs> it's Saturday. I'm off. <laughs> I think. Um, I think they might do everybody who competed against one of the guys that entered into the oh, okay. title that, match. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and lost. So fantasy booking, Lee and I were talking about the other day. Uh, ideally, the the briefcase match would kick off the pay-per-view in Boston at TD Garden. And Seth Rollins would, would win the, uh, the briefcase. And then Roman Reigns would win the titles at the end of the show, and Seth Rollins would try or, or, or maybe actually cash in. Cash in. You think he would beat Reigns? He could. First try? It'd be, it would, wouldn't that kill Reigns' momentum, though? No, it would set up for a great feud. Unless you figure like Orton or Triple H come down and screw him somehow. Yeah. That's I was just about yeah. to say that, too. You figure there'd be some sort of interference that, yeah. that Reigns is left laying in the ring, and then all of a sudden, whatever music Seth Rollins is using that night, uh, hits <laughs> <laughs> and nobody recognizes it. I hope Vince comes out though. That'd be awesome, just like he did with uh, with Edge at New Year's Revolution into the. Oh, that was so this gentleman is cashing in know. his money in the bank briefcase <laughs> right now. Yeah, uh, um, I like that angle. I like that finish. But for me, I'd like to see the Shield kind of feud with each other for like honestly like a year, and. But the only problem is, I don't know who you put the titles on. I don't think it should be Sheamus. I mean, when all else fails, there's always Cena. But, mm, I don't know. My super-duper fantasy booking is Ziggler wins the money in the bank and then cashes in. But God, no I hope so. But there's no chance, because I don't know why. <sighs> Maybe he's out of the doghouse finally. He beat Bad News Barrett on on uh, SmackDown Oh, last did he? Night. Was it clean? Yeah. It was, oh, that right. was a good A match. surprise roll-up. Yep. It was nice. Did Triple H come out and kick Barrett in the balls after? <laughs> <laughs> no, un- unfortunately. I do love Way Barrett's gimmick, though. I heard that um, Dolph Ziggler isn't getting a push because he's prone to injury. Who isn't on and that roster isn't injuries. prone to injury? Well, he's had a lot I mean, of I know he has had a lot of injuries, but, I mean, the stuff that these guys do, especially guys like Seth Rollins and, and Ambrose. I mean, Christ, Ambrose, can, mm. he's, he's had his head hacked open by, uh, what's his face? <laughs> Brain damage. Brain damage. I mean, talk about a guy who's possibly prone to injury I mean, yep. the guys had his head cut open on countless occasions mm-hmm. hey you know why guys are prone to injury in wwe because they work like 900 days a year with no off season and no breaks literally so maybe everybody's prone to injury i heard it's because he oversells not oversells but he sells everything like to the max and yeah. doesn't wait for the high spots to sell things and that they're telling him not to but he still does but, but it makes him that much more exactly. fun to watch <laughs> and he, like. and he loves them and yeah. he makes guys look really good yep i mean 
he gets Superman. I want to see it someday. I want to see him get Superman punched by Roman Reigns and just see him do like a backflip and land on his <laughs> Fly to the Titan Tron. <laughs> just hook him up on like some <laughs> wires or something and just hit him and just shoot him up to the ceiling. Uh, Ziggler is just is so much fun to watch. And I was uh, I was genuinely really pissed off when he lost to ba- uh, Del Rio in the uh, the qualifying match. I mean, I thought for for a second there, I mean, there's rumors of Del Rio leaving and, and when his contract's up and whatnot. So what's the point of putting him in the the, the ladder match for the world title? So why why can't you have Ziggler go over him in that in that match? I don't know. I, I don't understand. I don't think anybody like if you pulled the WWE universe, I don't think like how what percentage of people would rather see Del Rio in that match than Ziggler? Like just Del Rio's family, like just uh, our Mexican Mexicans. fans, even behind him. Like I don't no, even know. I don't think Supposedly, so. uh, that's what they keep saying on the on the air. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can't. I can't wait for the pop for Ziggler at, at Money in the Bank because Boston is very, very pro Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he his first appearance as World Heavyweight Champion uh, after the Raw, where he won it after WrestleMania, was at. TD Garden in Boston, and he had a he had a match and where he got a concussion, and then all of a sudden had to drop the title. Yeah. So I was, I mean, I forget who he was fighting. It was Jericho yeah, in that match, and I think he landed on like on his head from yes. the top rope, and that, <sighs> that's not Ziggler's fault. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a botched leg drop or something like that from from Jericho, and you could just see Ziggler was down, and he was just like, oh, ho, ho, hello, I don't know where I am right now, but that, that is not Ziggler's fault by any means, and, and to the argument that guys are injury prone is just asinine. I can't stand it. Like, there's a reason why when you watch like a WWE DVD or something like that, where there's a warning with that emergency music, and it's like, "Don't try this at home. This is really dangerous." Trained professionals, blah blah blah. Dolph Ziggler is a trained professional. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. Guys get hurt. They say it themselves. Guys get hurt. It happens. Sometimes you land the wrong way. I mean, look at Triple H has torn his his quad off twice because he landed on his leg the wrong way. And it, it's going to happen. These guys <laughs> might have been other factors why your <laughs> muscle just rips completely off your bone. I'm not going to say anything, but <laughs> come on. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, landing awkwardly on his leg uh, yeah. twice and it caused it to actually happen. Were you, were you watching the New Year's Revolution when that happened? Yes. Like he tears it and like Orton runs in with the chair and he like sees what happens and he just runs out and <laughs> doesn't do anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that was great. And he still got up both times and, mm-hmm. and finished the match that he was in, which is mighty impressive. Yeah, I mean, toughness is never... I think, did you ever watch the Kingdom Come I did. DVD? It yeah. was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I, did, I didn't know he was from around this area. Yeah, New Hampshire, right? I, I always thought he was just from, from Greenwich, but I th- they billed him from Boston when he was yeah, coming up. Did. What was his name? Like the Terrorizing. Terrorizing, that's what it was. Uh, when he was fighting in New Hampshire, he was being billed from Boston. Oh, that's kind of cool. I want to make a Terrorizing... Um sign for money in the bank i saw one <laughs> so um, did i where was that was that at payback it was uh <laughs> i started laughing when mm-hmm. i saw that uh not to uh go off on a complete tangent but it, watching the old school wrestling the signs in the stands are so funny it was well, like like attitude era <laughs> no but like pre-attitude okay. i was watching it was like adam bomb versus Bobby Binginson, like in the local jobber, and people were holding signs like "Adam Bomb, number one, number one, Adam Bomb." The creativity Sweet. was sky yeah. high. Uh, the Attitude Era signs were great too. Uh, literally, everyone in the crowd had a sign in the Attitude Era. I mean, yeah, when when Raw or SmackDown or a pay per view used to go on the air, and you couldn't see faces, all you saw was signs. Like my sign at WrestleMania fourteen, Ponce three sixteen, and then on the back, Tyson bites. And, like, of course, that had been, like, a thousand million signs going up to it. My dad was like, wow, like, real creative, core, Like, good job. I was like, yeah, I made it up. All the way back in 1998. Yeah. I was there, too, yeah. sitting 301, row one. That was awesome. That was that was fun. You guys are awesome. <laughs> um, Were you there, too, Lee? No. Were you born yet, Lee? <laughs> yes, I was. Thank you. I was seven. <laughs> so you should have been there, then. I should have. Were you watching it back then? Yeah. Okay. I was seven, though. That was a really cool setup of the garden, too. I've never seen it like that before. That was really cool. How Obviously, it was 1998, and I was 11. But mm. I still remember vividly to this day, there was no set. 
and it, it was just like a little tunnel in the corner and, and the lights were on inside the garden like it wasn't blacked out like it normally is mm-hmm. and the whole place was just completely packed and it was it was really cool looking and i wish they would do that again and they had that little blimp flying around yeah. the WrestleMania 14 <laughs> yep. blimp yeah and they that was they still had the uh, the old ghetto looking padding and and the uh oh yeah yeah uh, the the metal gates <laughs> around the ring. Then they didn't have the 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 suave looking black padded uh, banisters, whatever they're called. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to go to one of those old school raws that they have once a year. I'd like to go to that one time just to see like the old set and uh, like to have a, a blue steel cage match, which would be pretty cool. Oh yeah. Uh, what else is going on, guys? Uh, just a, another quick aside to my favorite ever sign was uh, SmackDown, probably 2012, during Daniel Bryan's heel run. Someone in the stands just had a, a picture of Daniel Bryan in a fry, like a fry later thing, and just said Daniel Fryan. <laughs> I thought that was the best one ever. What's what's your favorite sign? I, I got to think of oh, of one, but if you have one on the top of your head, I don't I, have one on the top of my head. Rick uh, so Rick many. the sign guy makes some pretty good ones. <laughs> oh, always, yeah, yeah. always. Uh, He's very creative. Mm. Uh, that guy goes to like 75 events a year. I'm like, how do you afford that? He must have hit the lottery at he some point. He was on Deal or No Deal. I know, but he... It should have run up by now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, what did he make? Like probably 50 grand off of that? No, um, what did he end up winning? taxes, probably. <laughs> do you remember what he ended up winning? It was like 100 and something thousand. I'm sure he has a, a contact at WWE by now. Yeah. Because he not only is he going to these events, but he's sitting like within the first two or three rows every single time, mm-hmm. and that's not cheap. Yeah. Uh, between how, he was in the the Providence House show last night, I saw a couple of people went to that, and I saw on his on his Twitter. Yes, I do follow him. Um, he's got like fifty thousand followers. That's insane. Power of the universe, right there, right? Mm-hmm. And just being on TV with his with his red hat backwards and his mm-hmm. and his blue uh, mechanic shirt and white t-shirt or whatever else he wears but uh i guess that's maybe we should come up with a gimmick like that just try to get get to go to wrestling events all over the country (laughs) awesome um i can't afford it though i mean luckily i have a hookup um at work where sometimes i can get tickets but um it would be crazy to go to that many shows. i don't even think i'd want to go to that many shows to be honest with you Especially the house shows. I mean, it would be cool to go like, all over the world and all over the country to go to TV every week. That'd be kind of cool. But uh, the house shows are, are so generic. I went to one back in uh, March in New Jersey, and there was title matches and the steel cage matches, but you knew who was going to win, and the face pretty much went over in every single match, and you knew there wasn't going to be a title change. And It's cool to see and be a part of the, the, the live events, but when you know exactly what's going to happen, it's not nearly as fun. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I just got a quick tweet here from Jimmy Norris. Who has a better Superman punch, you or Roman Reigns? Well, Jimmy, I'd say Roman Reigns has the better Superman punch, but as you can remember, my special move was the spinning slash kick. So I put my slash kick up against Roman Reigns' any type of offense. So I think we need to make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> Roman, are you listening? <laughs> CT, Corey Ponce versus Roman Reigns. Main event of uh, whatever the next pay-per-view in Boston is. That'd be great. Even if he just wants to spear me through a table, down. <laughs> I'll sign any waiver. Just a uh, a, a six-second job. Oh, yeah. Just you you just being yourself and just playing to the crowd and putting your hands up and you turn around into the spear, one, two, three. Yeah, I would lift so many waves before that event, too. <laughs> I would be jacked. Oh, uh, yes. I love it. We are on 34 minutes. Uh, Rusev's character, I hate it. Just so you know. I can't, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that gimmick either. Uh, the whole uh, getting guys to job to you winning streak thing is so played out. They did it with Ryback. They did it with uh, Goldberg back in the day. And it's just, it's not believable anymore. And, and his character is not even remotely over. And Lana is far more over than oh, he yeah. is. It's kind of it's kind of turning into sort of... Obviously not the same style, but sort of the same thing that happened with Alberto Del Rio, where he was super over when Ricardo was with him. But as soon as Ricardo was gone, uh, Del Rio, you could hear a pin drop in the arena Yeah, uh, whenever he comes out. Uh, I I do like Lana, though. I do enjoy her character. I can't stand the accent. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> but 
a good valet is a, is great. Whenever you have uh, a beautiful female who can talk for their for their character, which is always good. Yeah, I wish he was taller. It's like he's built as this monster, but Zack Ryder was like two inches taller than him. Mm. But I mean, he still is an absolute beast. He moves well in the ring. I don't, it's just like I don't know. There's something missing right now from him. Yeah, and, and the whole uh, ten minute speech before the match is, is is starting to get really annoying. You get a, you get a seven, eight, nine minute speech from Lana about uh, how Americans suck and Vladimir Putin, and they changed the picture. By the way, did you see that? Yes, they did. It used to be that picture where it was just like, and now it's like a it's like a powerful, a <laughs> little more powerful picture. But why don't they put the one of him on the horse with no shirt? That's the best picture. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will come up with that. Like, yeah, somebody who's trying to pull off the USA thing, like every jobber has so far. Uh, we'll we'll come up with that. We'll, where they say uh, they show a, a powerful picture of Barack Obama, and then they show that picture of Putin of him sitting mm-hmm. on the horse. But uh, like I was saying before, the the seven minute speech before a one minute match is just getting really old. Yeah. But on, for me, that's the best part of the match because I have no interest in Rusev. But when he put Lana put the pictures of Obama lifting those like two and a half pound weights, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was pretty funny. Uh, I, but yeah, I could do. I mean, yeah. And people want to get on Cena about his his five moves of doom and all that stuff. But like, literally every Rusev match so far has been the exact same thing, except for with Big E, where he went a little bit longer. He has, like, one move. He kicks somebody and then puts him in the acolyte. Or the camel clutch. And then that's it. Yeah. It's just, like... It's 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 getting really old, and people don't enjoy it. And he's not going to get over it if he continues to do that. Maybe we see some sort of character change or maybe some sort of turn for Rusev in the future. Um, That pop for Rusev versus Roman Reigns in the Battle Royal. Oh, yeah. That was cool. was amazing. It was only because of Roman Reigns. Exactly. <laughs> they were like, yeah, he's definitely going to win this. Man, he is over right now. Mm-hmm. Huge. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw SmackDown last night, but the entire yep. four-on-three match, he was waiting to be tagged in. And finally, with like 9.57, when SmackDown was almost over, he finally gets tagged in, and he goes crazy, and he beats up all four guys. He takes out Bray Wyatt on the outside. Uh Running around the ring, doing the like the mm-hmm. the f- <laughs> doing that thing that Corey just did that you guys can all see, uh, thanks to the power of UStream. <laughs> um, just doing that and and getting the crowd all jacked up, and it's it's awesome to see what level he's at right now. And what are you laughing about? This isn't PG, but I just got a tweet. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Corey can see it. I can't, but you need to read it. Um. It says one of my favorite WWE crowd signs from WrestleMania. What is that? Eighteen. I think they were supposed to write eighteen. I don't know what they write. X eight. Oh yeah, yeah. it was called X eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It says Goldust raped my dad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh God. Yep. I don't. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Leave that, I'm, I'm leave that there. I'm speechless. <laughs> um, be a stardust. <laughs> be a stardust. Uh, yep. Anyways, um, on to another topic. <laughs> yes. You have you have anything over there you wanted to discuss? Um, Brock Lesnar. Yes, please. Um, Brock. <laughs> so that, that really popped into that microphone. Huh? Sorry, guys. My goodness, it scared the crap out of me. What about Brock Lesnar? Could he possibly coming back for Money in the Bank, like at the end of the night? I heard this. Uh, I'm sure you did too. I heard this on 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 Cheap Heat, and what? There's so many possibilities for unwritten rules and and crazy things to happen in WWE. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listened to it too. No. Uh, but what if? Uh, I mean, John Cena was was pinned uh, by RVD. Uh, at uh, ECW One Night Stand, mm-hmm. the referee was knocked out, and Paul Heyman came in and did the three count. What would happen if, uh, say, Brock Lesnar just entered himself into the Money in the Bank ladder match out of nowhere, won the briefcases, and walked out? I mean, uh, the the titles, and walked out. Well, that'd be a problem for me because I don't like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, so neither do I, but. Um, 
who would he face against, though? I, I don't know. Because obviously the next match he would be in would probably be SummerSlam. Yeah. Do we see Brock Lesnar at Money in the Bank? I'd personally love it. I feel like I know people have a problem with him winning or breaking the streak and then being gone for months at a time, but I feel like he has carte blanche to do anything. He should always be in the title picture because he is, I mean, he broke the streak. He's unstoppable. So I, if he came I couldn't down, agree with you more there, but f- for him to not appear for four months after breaking the streak would be ridiculous. Yeah, you know what, though? But everybody, for me, everybody else in that match, it's like, save for, I guess, Roman Reigns, who I'd like to see him get a little more season before he became the top guy. You know, we've seen Cena as a champ literally 15 times. Everybody else, you know, I'm looking at your shirt. It's like all those guys that are in it. Uh, it's or, a WrestleMania 29 or, or maybe shirt, just two guys. But, uh, yeah, I think Brock should be champ. I mean, I don't know. No, I don't. Let me take that back. If he comes in, he needs to win it. I don't know. I haven't thought about that really. But. What What happens if, uh, let's say, Roman Reigns wins the titles and Rollins has the briefcase but doesn't cash in? Uh, what happens at the end of Money in the Bank? What happens if, if Roman's holding the titles and Brock Lesnar's music hits? Oh, do we see? Do we see? Unreal. I would be so awesome. Do we see a Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar feud? That would be crazy. Because, I mean, Brock Lesnar is as big of a heel in, as you're going to get in the company, and Roman is, is as big of a face as you're going to get in the company right now. I think that would make some f some for some epic stuff. It would. Obviously, Brock, uh, where does that leave Seth Rollins or whoever wins the briefcase at the beginning of the show if Brock Lesnar shows up and immediately throws himself back into the title picture? Where does that leave the guy with the briefcase? Rollins can still feud with um, Ambrose. True. but I mean, yeah, it doesn't have to be an instant cash-in. Yeah. It's over a year, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to change my mind. I want Roman Reigns to win it, and I think it'd be cool if he like cut his teeth feuding with maybe Orton and then Triple H, and then Brock comes back, and then he feuds with Brock. I think that'd be really cool. It'd be kind of maybe not parallel, but when uh, Batista won the Royal Rumble and he was feuding with Triple H, it was kind of like the mentor-mentee. That's when he ascended to the next level. And I think if Roman was able to go through those two guys and then, you know, at the end of the tunnel there being a Brock or something like that, I think that would be pretty cool. What if Cesaro won the titles and and they him and Brock Lesnar had a feud? That's actually what I was talking to my mom cool. about last night. The two Paul Heyman guys going at it. That would be cool. That's, that's and finally what... turned Cesaro face like he should be. They had um, Didn't they have Punk versus Brock last year at SummerSlam? Was that last year or was that two years ago? I I can't remember. I think it was last year. Last year was Cena Bryan at SummerSlam. And Punk Punk Brock, right? Was it Punk Brock? Punk Brock, yeah. Um, Yeah, two Paul Heyman guys. Mm, That's true. I don't know. We'll see. We all got to wait till uh, a week from tomorrow at uh, at TD Garden for Money in the Bank. The first time ever Money in the Bank coming to Boston, which is super exciting. Uh, We had kind of broken that news. Not necessarily us broken it, but... I knew beforehand, before the WWE even announced it, because uh, a friend of mine who is the producer for Felger and Maz on 98.5 The Sports Hub, Jimmy Stewart, who actually has his own podcast now, by the way, and he does it with Sean Grandy, the voice of the Boston Celtics, uh, who is also a huge wrestling fan. Uh, Definitely check that out. It's only about 20 minutes, so it's not going to kill your time. But definitely go check that out at cbsbostonsports.com. Anyway, you're welcome for the plug, Jimmy. Um Jimmy told me that he he has a lot of contacts with, with the Garden and WWE, and he told me that that he told the person who's in charge of bidding for events and stuff like that to to definitely bid for money in the bank, and apparently they did. So, thank you, thanks Jimmy. I appreciate it. Jay Stu, remember when he had a uh, B- bully Ray on and said he wasn't athletic? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that, was, that was hysterical. <laughs> oh, that was such a great that interview. Was so good. I'm curious who's going to come into WAF. Uh, on Friday, I know Hogan's going into the sports hub. Is he? He's going on Toucher and Rich, and like that's a week. so stupid. That's why have Hulk why? Hogan? I mean, why? I understand you. It would be a great interview, but why have why have him hold uh, plug money in the bank when he hasn't been on TV since what WrestleMania? I guess maybe appealing to the casual fans. They hear Hulk Hogan, you know. Yeah. If Dolph Ziggler goes on, you know, who if you don't watch wrestling, who's going to know who Dolph Ziggler is? So I, I was really be- bummed about that, by the way, last time. 
uh, Ziggler was making the radio rounds and he didn't come into oh. AF. Oh, yeah, he was on Toucher and Rich, too, yeah. Ziggy. Yeah, apparently they didn't have him on, which I was not happy about because he was one of the few guys I really wanted to meet uh, from, from WWE. Excuse me. Uh, but usually f- uh, WAF on the Hillman Morning Show, uh, one of the stations I work for, uh, usually has uh, a WWE superstar or somebody from the company come in and kind of push the show. And I heard Michael Cole on, on SmackDown last night say that the sold-out money in the bank. So I, I don't think they're going to send somebody in to try to push ticket sales because apparently it's sold out. True. But I'm sure they'll, I don't know, maybe they'll still send somebody in because usually that's what they do is they try to get people to buy tickets. Uh, to a Raw or a SmackDown or to whatever show is there, but this is going to be such a huge show that I, I would assume that it was probably sold out. I know um, he said it was sold out, but right afterwards, during a commercial, because we get those Money in the Bank commercials, um, they said that tickets were still available. Uh, those those so, commercials were produced like four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a there was an ad on out. the radio the other day that was that was saying that Daniel Bryan was going to be there. So it's just those ads are so old. And they don't get changed and updated. Just like the rosters for the WWE video games. <laughs> I really hope D-Brad does not show up. I hope he's in Aberdeen rehabbing his neck. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, like I was saying, that that commercial was probably produced about three months ago yeah. where, where Brian was in the picture for Money in the Bank. and Yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. But we'll see. Maybe he'll make like a via satellite appearance <laughs> yeah. or something Rocket. from Aberdeen. I don't know. We'll see. All right, I have a question. Yes, Lee. What happens if one guy grabs one title and oh, another guy God, grabs another please title? No. Please don't split up the titles again. What happens? I cry. Everybody I, cries. Please no. I've been clamoring for them to to drop the the world heavyweight championship belt for a long time and drop the world the the word heavyweight out of the the picture and just call it the WWE World Championship or the WWE Championship. I just use that one WWE belt that I have really grown to like. Mm-hmm. Uh, carrying around the two belts is stupid, but I mean, why do it so long if they're not planning on doing the split of the titles like you just said? Mm-hmm. Why why continue to carry two belts around when you're when you're not planning to have two guys grab two different belts? I mean, who who knows what's going to happen? And if two guys grab those two belts, who are the two guys? I'd say Bray Wyatt and John Cena. Interesting. I was going to say Cena and, like, just put the big gold on Del Rio again. Let him <laughs> suck on SmackDown. But it's like, I don't know. I know it's hard to look at the reality of WWE too much. But, like, you can't just all of a sudden grab the titles and be like, oh, yeah, now I'm the world's heavyweight champion. Like, even though they unified the titles. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's going to put Triple H and the authority into a, a, a an odd situation for, for Raw to kind of come out at the beginning and explain what happened or what's going to happen. Uh, what happens if uh, if Roman Reigns grabs the, the belts? Do, does the authority have something to do with that on Monday? Do they strip him too? Well, he wasn't even supposed, he wasn't to, be supposed the, to be there. Yeah, and... What uh, Seth Rollins says something about and Vicky Guerrero probably fired because of it. Oh yeah, she'll definitely be fired. I don't know. Do you think? Do you think they'll try to pull some shenanigans <sighs> I feel like, like that? Would be awful. We just had a whole year of them screwing over a guy. Like we need to uh, catch our breath. Right. Uh, if he if he gets some if he pulls him down, I think he has to stay the champion. Do we? If that does happen, and and the authority tries to strip Roman Reigns or whoever wins the title. Uh, and try to put it back on Orton. Do we see finally the uh, a Vince McMahon appearance? Oh, oh please, that would be amazing to overrule whatever decision was made. Oh, please. that would be phenomenal. Where, I'd love that. Where is Raw after Money in the Bank? By the way, do you know? Good question. It's got to be fairly local. Yeah, probably Rhode Island or Connecticut. Well, Rhode or? Island. They just had a house show oh, last night. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Hmm. I don't know. Lee's looking it up, I I'll think. I'll look it up right now. <laughs> uh, like you said, it, over the last year, we've had nothing but the authority just trying to st- screw people over and screw Daniel Bryan over. And he, they did it for, what, six months from SummerSlam to – no, eight months from SummerSlam to yep. WrestleMania. And it, it, we don't need a recycle of that storyline. We don't need to see them showing that they're the almighty and powerful and, and screwing over – somebody that they don't want to hold the titles 
other than Randy Orton. Especially because with Debray, he's a B-plus player. R- Reigns is obviously an A-plus player. Mm-hmm. And, like, with the authority or Vince's feud with Stone Cold, he was the anti-hero guy. Mm-hmm. Reigns is kind of, like, not – doesn't fit either of those molds, so I don't think it would really work as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean for the last couple months, I mean – between Triple H and Evolution and and the Authority, they've been trying to screw over all the Shield members. So I mean, True. I, it wouldn't shock me if it if it did happen, but I'm really hoping that it doesn't. Yeah, it would just be just another rehash of them screwing people, which is getting old. Mm. Did you find it? Hartford, Connecticut. Hartford, Connecticut. The old arena at Harbor Yard. I think it's Arena Harbor Yard. I think that's what it is. It's XL Center. Oh well, <laughs> I'm wrong again. Oh, that you said it's in Hartford. Yeah. Okay. I wonder how far that is from here. Was that like two hours? I think so. Road trip. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish I could go to that, but I can't. That'll be fun. Uh, let's see. We're on fifty minutes right now. You guys have any uh, other other points we'd like to make before we wrap this up? I guess we can quickly go over the tag match. We think it's gonna win that. Yes. And then who are the entrants in the tag match at Money in the Bank? Oh, it's uh, Usos and the Wyatt. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the Wyatt family. Usos and the rest of the Wyatt family, minus Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the, does Bray Wyatt win the the world titles? And, Ooh, then they and, have that and the other uh, members of the Wyatt family have the tag gold? Yeah, I like that. Uh, Ooh, I like that. Hmm. I don't see Bray Wyatt winning, but maybe Luke Harper and uh, Eric Rowan winning. Titles. I don't know what was going on with Bray Wyatt at SmackDown uh, last night, but he seemed like he was just kind of an afterthought. Yeah. Where, where in the, at the beginning of SmackDown, six of the guys came out, and, like you know how they always do it, where one guy comes out, he's always. like, oh, I'm going to win, and then the next guy's music hits, and he comes <laughs> out, and the next yeah. guy's music hits, and he comes yeah. out. Bray Wyatt never came out at the beginning. Yeah, I watched that too. I thought during that, the schmas that had been, and the lights would go out, and he'd be beaten on scene in the ring. But right. Happen. And then happened. at the end of the SmackDown for the seven-man tag match, Bray Wyatt just had his, and then he appeared. He didn't have his entrance like all the other guys did. So I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on with that right now. I don't know if that's a sign or it's just could be really bad editing. I don't know. Resting up for a ladder match, probably. Maybe. Could be. I, just, I, I, I hope they're not going to make him an afterthought. No, they worked too hard on him. You can't have a five-month feud or however long with Cena. Right. Which got him nowhere, by the way. Yeah, that once uh, Cena won two of the matches. (laughs) After that, it just completely jumped the shark. Uh Cena won two of the matches. The last one, he he threw uh, audio equipment on him and uh, prevented him from getting up for a 10 count. And then Bray was gone for a week. And where, where does that leave him now? And it doesn't. Cena doesn't need that to benefit him. Yet he always ends up winning stupid matches like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna say that the Usos win that match, just because I like them. Mm. That's it. How many? How many legit tag teams do we have in WWE right now? Usos, Besides guys who are just kind of thrown together. Two. It's Rybaxel thrown together. Mm. I mean, they've been a tag team for a while. Yeah, those three. They were Paul Hammond guys. That's yeah. why they got together. Um, who else is there? There's one more. I can't think of who. It is. Oh, Los Matadores. Stardust <laughs> and Goldust. Yeah, the Dust Brothers. <laughs> Dust Brothers. <laughs> Dust Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> what should we call them? we got to come up for a name for them. Dust Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> Dust yeah. Bros. Dust Busters. Dust Busters. <laughs> um... Gold, no. Gold star. Gold star. Ooh, I like that. Nice. Nice. I still uh, love the Brotherhood. I think that was the <laughs> sweetest name. They missed the boat with that big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why didn't they have a match at WrestleMania? Those two, you know they wanted it to happen. And, oh, and yeah. it would have been a great opportunity to put Cody over big time to, to defeat Goldust at WrestleMania, defeat his brother. And all of a sudden they were in the the uh, pre-show in, in the tag, four, Fatal 4-Way tag match. Yeah. It, was just, it was such a waste of space. Although, if the payoff is Stardust and Goldust, <laughs> I don't know if I have a problem with it. This is also true. Uh, I Like we've discussed already today, I really, <laughs> really enjoy that character. I laughed my ass off when I saw him. And it's just Cody Cody in that uh, that leather suit and the and the, the gold paint on his face and the shitting grin he had on. <laughs> it just, I think he fits that character great. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what they do with it. And hopefully it's not just 
hopefully they're not jobbing to to other tag teams in the future. I can't imagine. Because Goldust is, is as good, if not better, than he ever was. He's as good, right yeah. Now. He's as good as he's ever been. He's in as good of shape as he's right. ever been. He's never been tall and skinny like he is right no, now. No, yeah, he's looking good. So I'm, I'm, I've been very impressed with, with Goldust since he's come back. He's, he's come back a few times. Uh, he's He's been a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble a few times. Then there was Goldust and Vader versus, it was supposed to be Stone Cold. Remember, like Coach, there was a Jonathan Coachman feud? Oh, God, yes. But then Stone Cold, like, they didn't give him enough money, so like, oh, he's not here. Here's Batista. <laughs> How many times did Steve Austin walk out on something? That at least that time and the Lesnar times, at least two. Yeah, he he walked out for what eight months. Uh, yeah, but with the whole Lesnar thing, he didn't right. want to put him over. He didn't want to put him over with no. Uh, I guess there was no advertising for the match. They were just going to have him lose on Raw to Lesnar, which he didn't like. Yeah. He, well, he does say it's the biggest mistake of his career. Mm-hmm. I mean. Hopefully CM Punk someday will say the same thing about what yeah. he did. Because the guy was clearly still in his prime. Obviously, he was hurting. And I, I guess the the elbow drop he did to Undertaker at uh, at WrestleMania 29 on the oh. announce table when, oh, it, when it didn't break. Oh. They, uh, he said that that did more damage mm. than anyone will ever know to, to his leg. Imagine. When the table doesn't break, you just know it hurts. And he, and he landed right in that perfect spot where like the, the corner of the table hit on the side of his knee, yep. which... I thought instantly when I was watching, I was like, oh, shit. I thought it was ACL broken. ACL yeah. or broken something. Yeah. yeah. So I know he walked out, and I'm, I'm, but I'm sure he's so beat up. I mean, after that taker match, he took like, what, like three or four weeks off? I thought he'd take at least a couple months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so, sure he wasn't allowed to take that much time off because yeah. he was one of the main event players at the time. Uh, Vince was probably like, you got to get back on TV there, punk. <laughs> I don't know. That's my really bad Vince it's impression. Bad. <laughs> it was all right. Can't complain. Yes, I'm. I was going to switch subjects, but yes, if you guys want to continue. No, go ahead. Um, NXT. Yes. Uh, who do you see coming up? Tyler Breeze. Oh, Sami Zayn. Sami. Either one of those two. Yeah. A- anyone else? Ascension um, Tag Team. My boy, maybe. Adrian Neville. Your cause, yeah. Well, when do they have the Tyler Breeze versus Adrian Neville match for the NXT championship? When do they or did they? When do they? Um. Probably the next. Or actually, is it going to be on regular? Qu- are they only quarterly? The uh, yeah, paper, it's once every three months. That's, that's too far away. Yeah, they do it the next. So special I guess I'll event. have to have it on on the actual point. NXT show on Thursdays. Yeah, hmm. but hopefully they give uh, Tyler Breeze the title, and then Adrian Neville can switch gears to Raw. Uh, David Shoemaker made a point. I'm trying to remember what it was, but he's oh no no it was the guy that was on with them. Oh, it was Gold- Goldstein. Goldstein, yeah. He's, he made a point saying that uh, the battle royal for the uh, world title, uh, Money in the Bank ladder match to get in, uh, he said that everyone except for RVD in that match was NXT product. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 clearly showing that WWE really doesn't care too much about uh, other promotions like Ring of Honor or New Japan or anything like that, and they're strictly going f- with with people from NXT. Whether they get them from other promotions and put them through NXT first, that's clearly what they're going for right now. I forget how many people were in that battle royal, but he said that everyone but RVD was an NXT product. And I think he also said that everybody released was like an FCW right. or OBW guy, mm-hmm. except for one guy who was an NXT guy. I forget who it was. Camacho? Yeah, Camacho. And yeah, and that was pretty shocking too because he was a pretty prominent player in NXT yeah, at the time. He was doing pretty well. Well, it, it's amazing to see what what WWE is doing with their facilities in Florida, and, and I don't know, it, the company has a great future just as long as it's not run into the ground by somebody. Yeah. Although one thing I heard maybe downside, I think it was also on Shoemaker's podcast, was that just all those guys working the same style. You know, it won't be as diverse as, you know, Jericho coming from Japan, D-Bry from Japan, right. guys from Mexico. So, I don't know. As long as they're still they're still taking guys from those promotions and putting them through yeah, NXT you know, first. Yeah, I guess that's true. If they develop a style and then kind of uh, hone it in NXT and then go up to the main roster, that's great. But if they're just pulling guys off the streets and training them to be pro wrestlers and just like collegiate wrestlers or, or ex-football yeah. players or stuff like that and just throwing it into NXT and then bringing them up, I think that's stupid. It might get a little homogenized there. Right. And just, as long as we see some different styles, I mean, 
there is no more style that's fun to more fun to watch than somebody like Daniel Bryan. Where yeah, granted, yeah, he's injury prone, like like they say about Dolph Ziggler, but I mean, there's nothing more fun about watching a guy do like a a suicide dive out to the oh yeah to the outside or doing the running knees to the corner and landing on his back and it's it's the super uh, high intensity fast paced style that everybody loves to watch. Not everybody likes to see the methodical um, wrestling match like uh, like we used to see with like Kurt Angle and, and Chris Benoit and, and guys like that. Uh, a lot of people are, are you're going to gain more viewership. Like last night, they had there was a Seth Rollins Kofi Kingston match, and that was that was fun to watch. Oh, Even though they fun. didn't they didn't really do too many high flying tricks or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it was still fun to watch because you know the potential of these guys. And you know what they can do, and you're gonna watch the match to see what they do do. <laughs> do do. I <laughs> uh, said do do. We're fine. <laughs> um, all right, woman coming up. Charlotte probably. Yeah, let's say Charlotte. Do you think her dad is gonna be ringside with her? When I she do comes know. Up? I do. <laughs> I do know that. Uh, <laughs> every time Ric Flair is mentioned, we always get a woo from Corey. <laughs> yep. Uh, I do That's know why that I didn't say Ric Fla- <laughs> Flair. You can't hide it on me. Don't try to hide the ball. Ooh. I'll always get my woo in. <laughs> um, I do know that they're trying to bring back Ric Flair in some sort of capacity. He wants to work with Ziggler, and and he oh, and, please, and they're not letting please. him do it, which is driving me insane because that would be so awesome. It would. Putting Dolph Ziggler with Ric Flair, how awesome would that be? But it, apparently WWE is not letting him do it. I don't know. They're they're really know. missing the ball with this kid, and when he's no, gone, they're going to be so on, sad. Please, I don't know when his contract uh, is up or or what, how much time he has left or what kind of contract he's on. But if I'm him, I'm I'm out. I'm out when that's over. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Indie scene for him. Clearly, ROH. Thrive. Crush oh, he'll, ROH. He'll kill definitely. It. He'll kill ROH. He'll probably kill himself in ROH. Because, <laughs> yeah. because that that style is is nuts. And, yep. J- and if you listen to Jr's podcast, he's always complaining about that style. Is like these guys got to slow it down, and mm. they're going to kill themselves. Which is true, I guess. Mm-hmm. But Ziggler has the best entranceway taunt too. <laughs> I love that. Yep. <laughs> Just everything about Ziggler is great. Yeah, His look great. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't digging the the bleached hair when he first did it. Uh, remember when he was uh, when he was feuding with Zack Ryder? Remember he cut his hair like super short. Oh, <laughs> the brown boys regular. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> and uh, I was I was that was pretty funny. But uh, when he started growing it back out again and it looked like exactly like Mister Perfect's hair, uh, and he's he's got the look. He's a, he's a lady killer. You know that. Uh, he's got the perfect theme song too. It has a great beginning oh, to I love it. Oh, that song! I'm here to show. You know, it's it's perfect beginning. Everybody knows what's going to happen. The whole pink theme that he's got going on, which is great. Just everything about him, except for his name, which is horrific. Everything about him is great. I love that entry he does to the ring. He like slides on to the oh, corner. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. super super sweet too. Where uh, that just reminded me. Where's the Miz? Wasn't he supposed to come back last week? I don't know. On was Raw because it was in Ohio. I don't know, but Dolph Dolph got a huge pop last week. Yeah, yes, he did. He did. <laughs> I mean, he gets a huge pop pretty much every week. Yeah, and for some reason, creative just doesn't acknowledge it, or Vince doesn't acknowledge it, or whoever's making the decision to keep him down just doesn't acknowledge it. And I just don't get what they're doing. Oh, talking about writers, uh, the head writer was actually just fired. I heard that, and, I, and there was a quote somewhere that said. Uh, <laughs> He was fired because he had no knowledge of the product. How do you become a writer of WWE if you don't don't have knowledge of the product? I don't know. That's sad to hear. Between the three of us, we could write a show. Exactly. And everyone would love it. Right. And the uh, the entire IWC would love it, and the ratings mm-hmm. would be off the charts, and mm-hmm. and we'd be millionaires. We'd be millionaires. <laughs> Do it. Start our own promotion. <laughs> Starting your own promotion—that's a different story. Mm-hmm. A- ask ask uh, Dixie Carter and and uh, oh God. what's going on with Jeff Jarrett's new promotion? It, it, is there any sort of debut? I haven't heard much about that. What is it called again? It's Global Wrestling something. Something like that. Federation or something. Yeah, I don't know. No we'll idea. see how that goes. Maybe. Uh, Maybe Ziggler end up there. Who knows? But uh, we're on about an hour and four minutes right now, so well done, guys. I got one more thing to add. I want to completely shift my fantasy booking for Money in the Bank. What do you got? 
Bo Dallas enters the Money in the Bank briefcase, wins that, then he cashes in that night. Oh, God. Guys, I did it! I'm your champion! Would love to see that. <laughs> when you just did that voice, it reminded me of something, and I'm trying to figure out what it is. Mr. Hanky? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Uh. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. <laughs> Uh, God, please no, please no. Please yes. <laughs> please I, can't, yes. I can't wait till he starts feuding with his brother. Oh God, please no. <laughs> oh Dallas, I get, I get the gimmick. He's supposed to be a slightly more talkative uh, version of what Chris Jericho was when he when he came back a couple years ago when <laughs> when he was <laughs> so funny when he would come out and he'd 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 grab the microphone and then he'd go to say something he'd drop it and then walk out of the ring he'd be like yeah baby and he'd grab the camera like, yeah baby yeah <laughs> just like super so positive funny. but he was a super heel at the same time <laughs> that was so good uh, just, I don't know I just don't get the gimmick with with Bo Dallas I love his gimmick. Uh, the face, the super face who everyone hates. Yeah. Self-aware Cena. Or not non-self-aware. <laughs> non-self-aware. Non-self-aware Cena. Yeah. That's great. I don't know. Anything else to add, Lee? I got nothing over here. Corey? All good. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the After Bell Podcast. You guys can follow us on Twitter, if you don't already, at ATB Wrestling. Uh, you guys can go to atbwrestling.com and click the, the ATB Live uh <laughs> Corey's doing the Stardust <laughs> thing over here. You can click the ATB Live link at the top of the page to watch us on Ustream next week, wherever we may be, whether it be here in the ATB studio or whether it be on the road somewhere outside the garden. Who knows? I'm still working on that. Uh, either way, we're going to be outside the garden somewhere, and, and I'd like to get some audio from fans uh, on their predictions for the show, and then we'll kind of... I'll kind of make some sort of mashup thing afterwards to see how, how correct these people were. And I was thinking about this last night. Maybe uh, we we ask uh, five fans uh, and get predictions for each of their – it's kind of complicated, but get predictions for each of their uh, thoughts on, on each match at Money in the Bank and keep track of uh, who they predicted and, like, get some contact info from them. Yeah. And whoever gets the most right points-wise, we'll send them a T-shirt. Ooh, I like that. Good. So it's a little complicated, but we'll figure it out. Anyway, like I said, you guys can follow us at ATB Wrestling. Uh, you guys can watch us on Ustream next week if you go to atbwrestling.com and click the ATB Live link at the top of the page. You could follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Neville. Lee, where can we find you again? At Heel underscore LCM. Heel, Heel? underscore LCM. <laughs> Just kidding. Corey, where can we find you? And you can find me at, in the same cadence as CM Punk, at CT Ponce. <laughs> Now you're confusing the hell out of people. CM Punk Ponce. <laughs> CM Punk, CT Punk Ponce is it. <laughs> At that. Figured out. CT Ponce. Um, and until next week uh, for our Money in the Bank preview show, thank you guys for listening on Ustream. Thank you guys for downloading us on iTunes or Stitcher, however you, you may be listening to us right now. And we will see you next week on the After the Bell podcast. <laughs>